Welcome to Around Each Town with Simple Elegance. I am Mary Scally, your host and the owner of Simple Elegance Professional Home Staging and Interior Design. This podcast digs into the positive benefits of living in Houston, Texas, as well as what our current real estate is, tips on selling your home, the benefits of staging your home before placing it on the market, and great things happening in Houston. We are so excited that you have joined us today as we speak to prominent Houstonians. Hi, Houston. It's Mary Scally with Around H-Town with, with Simple Elegance, and I am so excited today to have Elizabeth Griever here with us, and welcome, welcome, welcome. You are going to love her. I get to watch her on Facebook all the time, and she is amazing, and so welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here, and I really appreciate the opportunity, so thank you. Thanks for what you're doing for the community, bringing this podcast to everybody. Well, I am excited. You know, it's something that we had been talking about forever. I'm so technically challenged. Um, <laughs> and luckily, I have a son that is actually very technically amazing. And so <laughs> finally, I just said, Jonathan, make this happen. Whatever yeah. you need, you purchase. And we're going to do this because I think it's really, really important to really get to know our community and the amazing people that we have here in Houston and all the different opportunities that are going on. So I am just so excited to do this. It's so much fun. And Elizabeth, tell us about the journey that you have been on. Well, first tell us your company. I know your husband and you um, have a flipping company or your investors. And um, so tell us about your company and then tell us about the journey that has kind of brought you to where you are today. Okay. Um, well, yes, thank you. Uh, my husband and I own uh, a real estate investment company. It's called Everson Cooper. And uh, we started it four and a half years ago. So it's my full time. It's my all day, every day. Um, he's got another job that he does, you know, his day job, if you will, <laughs> but he loves it and he's happy. So um, that's amazing. But we always wanted to get into real estate investing. Both of our grandparents are investors. And so it was something that we wanted to do. We just had no idea how to get started and, you know, whatever. So, right. Because um, it it's like people have that, they're like, they see all these HGTVs and all these flips. And it's like, well, how do you do it? How do you so. do all that? Yes. And so I, I mean, we had no idea. And um, I was too dumb when I was young to, you know, not even ask my grandparents, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> And uh, anyways, and so, you know, we, we always wanted to do it. It was a passion thing for us. And so when we started Everson Cooper, we wanted it to be a legacy for our family. We want it to be something that means uh, something to everybody that will come after us um, the way that what our grandparents did has for us. And so um, our name is uh, very near and dear to us. Ever is the last part of Griever, which is our married name. San is the first part of Santangelo, which is my maiden name. And Cooper was our chocolate lab that we had for many, many years. Um, we actually just lost him about six weeks ago, um, but he was the best and with us every day, all the time. And so he is the Cooper and Everson Cooper. Um, and he continues to, he continues to live on with us in our company and all the things that we still do to talk about him. So it was, it means something to us. And, um, you know, we, we want to be able to impact people with what we're doing. So um, that's our company. I actually moved to Texas in 2010. I was a special education teacher. I got my master's in AM and I was teaching uh, junior high special ed uh, for six wow. years. And uh, I really loved it for a long time, but I needed a change at some point and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And 
I didn't know what there was to do. And uh, that la- what ended up being my last school year, we were renovating our kitchen where we were going to, because when we bought the house that we live in, I wanted an old, ugly home, you know? So it kind of was always in me to be like, no, I want a house that I can fix. I want a house I can, you know, make my own instead of one that's ready to go. And so we bought a house that was dated and needed lots of work. And so the kitchen was the first thing that we did. But at the time I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I knew how to watch HTV. I knew how to look on Pinterest, but I didn't know how to execute that and make that a thing. And so I had somebody come over the designer and she just helped guide me a little bit and give me some pointers and ideas. And I told her that we wanted the house to be our first rental property because at some point we'll move out, you know, we'll need a bigger home. And so that would be our rental house. And they have a ton of rental properties. And she said, you have got to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I was like, okay. Love so that book. book. Yes, it's such a good book. And it's such a good mindset mm-hmm. shift, whether you're in real estate or not, just the mindset of it is fabulous. And so um, I read that book and I was like, I don't know what this man is talking about, but I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and so every day at lunch, uh, I would sit at my desk and I would read articles and watch videos and anything I could get my hands on. What in the world was going on and how are these people doing all these investments? So um, we ended up at a weekend class um, at the end of that school year. And I was like, I can totally do this. And so we formed our LLC and I thought, you know, worst case scenario work, like, you know, we'll at least have an LLC to hold our, you know, properties one day or whatever. Um, but let's just get started. And so that summer when school got out, I started networking. I was going to be in I meetings and any other meeting I could get my hands on. And I knew I was on the hunt for a real estate attorney, title companies, realtors, a CPA. You know, I knew I needed some key people. Right. And you needed to fu- build your partnership. Yes, exactly. I need, I need people to help me. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so um, anyways, and so that was like the big start for me was finding these people and just getting connected. Um, but then I just ended up meeting with anybody and everybody, you know, anybody that would sit down. Great. Even if we didn't go together industry wise, uh, I just like getting to know people. It's fun to meet to hear different stories and perspectives and all the things. And so um, that summer I was like, I cannot go back to school. Like this is just <laughs> not going to work. I can't go back. I need to, um, I need to, I need to do this. And so I quit my job, which was the most terrifying thing I've probably ever done. Uh-huh. I, um, it was pretty brutal. Like the security I, of a paycheck to the question of, well, real estate investing is yeah. a lot of money going out. <laughs> yes. 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 So totally that understand. Paycheck was so comfortable. You know, I knew uh-huh. what I was getting paid every single month. Um, anyways, and so that was, it was terrifying, but I, but I did it. And I, uh, I cried the whole way to my school to meet with my principal. I mean, I was so scared. Um, but I've never looked back. Like, I can't say I haven't said like, man, I should go like work at Starbucks or something. Right. Because like, you feel like you're failing, you know, I think we've all been there like, okay, I guess I'm going to go work over here. But in regards to going back to education or anything like that, or, or regretting starting my business, not once. I mean, I love what I do and I've really found something I'm passionate about. And so, um, that's kind of how I, how I, I guess got into real estate, um, 
and now it's just been four and a half years, which is crazy that it's been that long. How many houses um, do you think that you've, um, you have actually given a new life to is really what you do? Well, let's see. We have done 13, 14, 25 houses that we ourselves like have renovated. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. Not me. I have not painted the walls or installed the cabinets, but you have a team to do this with. Yes, but we do. You've we been do. the person that has driven it, designed it. Yes. Seen the seen through what others could not see. Yes. And you know, and I love that here's this, this house or this home that has stories in it and yes. you know, but it's kind of, maybe not looking so lovely right now, but it still has more stories to tell and you're yes. giving it that option. Um, yes. And also changing lives for families, which is so exciting. It, it really is so cool. I, I believe that everyone deserves a beautiful place to live. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when your house is not that safe place anymore. And it's not about necessarily physical safety, like, oh, I'm worried somebody's gonna break in. But when you come home and you're like, gosh, I really need to fix that, or this faucet's broken, or mm -hmm. my roof is leaking, or the house is so dated and I've never been able to renovate it, or anything like that, where the house itself is just causing you stress and angst, it's not easy to live in that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think it's really important for people to be in a place that they do feel safe and they feel like they can grow. And um, I love so it. So I love that I'm able to help people get out of those situations mm -hmm. when they are in, a, in that kind of spot. Um, and, but then I also that I get to create a safe space for people to live. Right. And right. Um, so I kind of get to touch the whole spectrum there. And I love that. And I think that's, um, you said something really important right there too, Elizabeth. It, not everybody realizes this, but that, you know, some people, they are so in deep on their house or, you know, something tragedy, tragic has happened. They really don't have the money to sell their or money to fix their house or the time or the patience or whatever to get that house on the sold on a normal market. But real estate investors can come by them by along and they can really help. And how can you help us help somebody that is maybe in a, you know, a, situation that they maybe never planned on being, but how can you help them get out of their, their house? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I always say to like, you, you said it, you know, sometimes it's that they don't have the time or the money. And sometimes it's that they don't want to spend the time or the money. Correct. You know, it, it, they may have plenty of money to be able to renovate the house completely, but they don't want to. It is such a big undertaking. It is. To start well, and it, manage. Especially if you're going to live in it too. It's like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Living through construction is not fun. We have formally done that twice in our own home. And we do this for a living now. And I'm still <laughs> pulling my hair out. Like, what is happening? Um, it is not easy. And yeah. so, you know, when it really just comes down to this house is, is um, not a place where they either want to want to be or can be. It can't, sometimes it's financial and sometimes it's not, but ultimately with us, they have an opportunity to sell it in the exact condition that it's in. 
You know, so I tell people when I'm walking the house, like if you sell it to me and it looks the same way when I buy it, the day I buy it, great. You know, you can leave whatever you don't want to take, sell, pack, you know, whatever. I mean, you are welcome to do that because we want to make that transition easy for them. Right, right. Um, wanna, we want to be as, as seamless as we possibly um, to help them move on. And, and yeah, so, they can you know, literally just walk out the door that. and you'll take care of the rest. We'll exactly. Yeah. So it's just little things like that, that, you know, cause moving for anybody is stressful. It's a lot. It's overwhelming. You're how do I possibly have this many things? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, it's, it's, I think important to, to be able to add that aspect of it to the transaction so that they recognize that, like, I just get to move and, and take with me what matters mm-hmm. and leave the rest. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, I had no idea, like, when I got into home staging, I really didn't, I was excited about it, but I really didn't understand the real estate business, you know? And, um, and then when I started working with investors and I was like, I I remember, um, talking to Sam Craven and I don't know if you know, um, Sam Craven, but anyway, and he's like, well, Mary, we market, you know, all like quite a, we put a lot of money into marketing because we're looking for that person that, just wants to walk out, does not want yep. to go through the whole selling process. And, yep. you know, maybe they're not going to get top dollar, but they're going to get the money that they need to walk forward. And sometimes, you know, just not having that mortgage anymore is the biggest yes. thing to them. Um, so yes. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that there was another option, you know, and then yes. you come in and do the magic on the house and, um, sell it for top dollar. You know, actually I was listening to, um, I was doing, I had a bunch of work this past weekend and, um, I'm actually going to put these headphones on. Um, and, um, it was really cute cause it was, um, I forget what show it was, but it was, um, this electrician had come over to fix something on a house and he realized that that was just this much of the issue on the house. And so he decided he was going to rewire the whole house for this little old lady, complimentary. And then he put it out on Facebook and asked for all trades to come and help this woman complimentary. And they rebuilt this woman's house. And it was a small town USA little thing. And I was like, wow, look at the love and look what that did to that woman. It changed her life. It changed her life. She saw that somebody cared for her, that somebody loved her. which is huge 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 huge. that's amazing I know I was just like I was like whoa (laughs) there are good people in this country or in this world you know there's wonderful people of course there are what does the average person not understand about the home flipping business or the investor business um how much it actually costs to renovate (laughs) 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 um uh, the unexpected things that come up, like, you know, so, so HGTV always has a very dramatic, uh, thing that happens, right. That they have to navigate through this unexpected thing, but that is real. Like, I I don't know if what happens on HGTV is real, but the fact that there are issues Mm -hmm. you were not expecting is a very real thing for most houses. Um, and you know, so it's just important. I I always tell people how, living breathing things mm-hmm. they're always changing and there's things running through them air gas electricity water i mean 
all of this stuff. And so you have to recognize that a house is living and breathing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. exposed to the elements and all the things. And so stuff comes up and it is not fun when it does, but it does. <laughs> and so, you know, we really try and be, we really try and be very diligent about what is it that we are renovating. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we want to make sure we're not overdoing, but we also want to make sure we're not underdoing, right? Because we want to go to market and mm -hmm. get that top dollar and we can only get it if we've done things correctly. Right. Um, but, but also it's okay, but are we factoring in, a, you know, some buffer here in case things don't go right? Yeah. Um, and it's really important to, to factor that in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that it's easy to look at a house and be like, this will cost 25 or 30,000. And it's just, and something that we're actually experiencing now is that the cost of um, materials is going up. Cost of materials um, and, has doubled like through COVID, yes. you know, because we can't get them here and um, it's horrible at times, you know. Um, it is. It's, well, and I've been, <laughs> I always order all of our like faucets and lights and stuff. So now two room, well, two sections of two rooms in my house are filled with faucets, lights, <laughs> cabinet pulls, all these things that we don't need yet, but I ordered them now because I don't want to get to a point where we need them and we don't have them. Right. And so, um, it's just been very interesting to go through these projects now with everything that's going on. But I think the big, just the time it takes to renovate and the cost that it really takes to renovate. That's true. That is so true. And the surprises that you get, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, you open up a wall. I was actually on this, um, I had gone, had been called for jury duty and, um, it would happen to be a real estate situation. And this person that had bought this house from this other guy, um, five years previous was suing the previous owner because when he opened up the walls, there was issues. And I was like, excuse me, sir. Anytime you open up a wall, there can be issues. Guess what? They were like, get rid of her. <laughs> oh I, was to God. I was told I could leave. <laughs> so You are welcome to excuse yourself. <laughs> exactly. They wanted the people that didn't say a word. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I have too many other things. I want to get out of here. But that's the truth. You, how can it's you go back to somebody five years later and say, oh, you know, open the walls. What did you know, so it's not that. I remember, as you said, Elizabeth, um, with where, you know, your house is now being overtaken by supplies for your business. When I first got into the staging business, um, my first conference that I went to, there was um, a staging company that did an evolution of a warehouse, a staging warehouse, okay? It was very, very interesting. And it was a couple that owned this business in the, the D.C. area, and they basically turned their house or their home into their warehouse until they could afford to get a warehouse. So the dining room was like all chairs. The living room was like all art. Their bedroom, their, um, their headboard was kind of kitty corner going into their bedroom because they'd had it at somebody else's house, and they were sleeping on a mattress on the floor. And I'm like yep. looking at this, and I'm like, what have I signed up for? My husband will kill me. <laughs> so, but yep. as a business owner, you're constantly looking at how can I save some costs, you know? And um, he, my husband, I would take things from our house all the time. He'd be like, Mary, I just got popcorn. I'm like, oh, it's in another house, honey. It's okay. But I bought it for me. <laughs> 
so anyway, but that's too funny. Um, so I know. What have been some of your recent success stories? Man, I don't really know how to answer that. Um, I guess I don't know how to answer that. I feel um, I feel successful when we get a good family into a rental home, mm-hmm. and that just happened. And um, we bought a house a couple months ago, fixed it up, put it on the market, got a renter, and uh, we, you know, our renters are like family to us. And so, like to me, that's such a, you know, it's a blessing. Uh, to I, of course, hope to be a blessing back to them. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that to be very rewarding um, to, to, to uh, provide a, a space for, for these people. Um, you know, it's, it's very fulfilling to me to, to, to be talking to homeowners that are selling me their home and they get emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so relieved. They feel so free. Um, again, even if it's not a financial thing, it's just a, the house can sometimes just be a burden Mm -hmm. for different reasons. And, um, when they realize that they're like right there and we're like about to close or whatever, and we're talking and it's just emotional. Um, it fills me up. It it really makes me feel good and, uh, proud and grateful for what I'm doing. And, you know, people always say super nice things, you know, thank you so much. You helped my family, you know, all these really great things. And, I always say, but like back at, you know, like, thank you so much. Like you are blessing my family by selling me your house. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it goes both ways. Right. And I think that's important for people to know, like uh-huh. when you choose to work with me, it matters. It impacts my life mm-hmm. and my family and what we're doing. And so I want people to know that I think it's important. And so it's nice when you have those of just like, pure gratitude, um, for each other and the situation. And I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question yes, very well, it but does, <laughs> actually, and you know. that's one of the things Karen's like, you know, Elizabeth is always doing moments of gratitude on Facebook, you know, and it's, you know, that's so true. It's like, you need to be thankful for everything that's been given to you and every opportunity is, yes there's a, how are you, there's a moment of gratitude for it, you know? Um, I was uh, on Monday mornings, we have our Monday morning meeting. And one of the things is we just, we always pray over Lord, bring us opportunities to serve. You know, it's not bring us the money. It's bring us opportunities to serve because that's how you change the world is when we get to serve others, you know, and, um, whether it's buying a house for somebody that's, taking the burden off or providing a house for your renters. You know, that's a huge thing too. Um, So now I have a question because I remember sitting at a, um, sitting at an investor. um, It was an investor situation and they were teaching you how to be an investor. And one of the things that they said is that you never want, that you want to have a property management company to manage your, your, um, properties because you don't want to be the person getting the phone call that the toilet isn't working. Do you use a property yeah. manager or do you do it your guys self? I do it myself. You do it yourself. Okay. Um, I get I get that. I do understand um what they're saying mm-hmm. and it and it is stressful when, you know, people need things, but at the same time, um I believe in having a network of people around you and so 
my plumber, I can text him anytime. Um, my AC guy text him any guy, you know, so these like crucial trades, right? It is, it is a simple text message. Hey, I need you to, I need house first thing tomorrow morning. Like we're having an issue, you know, they answer the phone call, you know, it's just nice. And so for me at this point, I, um, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to managing these properties. I also think that there's comfort to the tenants to know that like, I'm a human, you know, I'm not an office that you're calling and you're going to, you're going to get a message after hours and whatever. And, you know, I try, so I try and manage expectations with my, excuse me, with my tenants. And so if it's something that you need, that's not an emergency, send me an email. Hey, mm-hmm. this is what's going on. I don't know. And this plug isn't working, right? right? Well, the plug not working is not an urgent, oh my gosh, we need to get over there now thing. Send me an email. You're going to hear back from me within 24 hours at max, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, I will do it that way. But then if they need something, if something's going on and it's a bad thing, they can text me or call me or both or whatever. Um, and so that helps do so that I'm not getting completely bombarded. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's just learning how to manage that. And, and I can't say I've always been that way. I've always just kind of let everybody text me and what you need, but it's so easy for stuff to get lost. Right. right and, and right. you've got to come down with so, systems. Yeah. So it just makes it better to say, okay, email me if it's minor and text me or call me or both if it's not. And so that's just where we're at for now. Um, it's for us. And, um, I'm going to continue to do that if I need to get a property management cross that bridge. But, um, I think at the end of the day, Bessie and real estate, everybody has different preference for how they spend their time and money. Mm-hmm. Um, really everybody in this world has a different preference for how they spend their time and right. money. Right. So things that are important to you may not be to me. And then we may have things that overlap, who knows, right. but ultimately, for me, I spend the money on a property manager. Um, I'm willing to um, take on the the calls and the text messages. Um, but I think that also just goes back to like wanting to take care of these people and uh-huh. wanting to make sure that they know that they're heard and that needs are met. And um, I really believe that that helps with retention. Uh-huh. Um, our very first renters, we still have them. We love them. Um, I feel. I think the feeling is mutual. Um, they've been with us <laughs> for a long time. Uh, we've only had, we've had three tenants leave us over the course of these years. Um, two of them because of job moves and then one of them, they actually split up. And so they were moving out of the house and, uh, but the, the, one of the people with job moves, they actually just called me and I'm like, do you have any rentals? We need a house. Like we want to rent with you again, you know? And so it was neat that they like moved back here. And they were looking for a house. And uh-huh. um, I think that, I think that, that, I don't know, that, again, that fills me up and that tells that me speaks, that we're doing But that right. speaks and to I, the relationship yeah. that you've built. And, you know, it is, yeah. real estate is a relationship built business, you know, mm-hmm. and um, this week on G, uh, on the Real, Real Houston Producers, um, they had Mr. Thank You. And um, he talks about this, he did this little, um, exercise for one year he wrote five thank you notes a day and he challenged himself like if I don't write it then I have to do a hundred I have to give a hundred dollars to charity and his um, oh my gosh. no but wait a second his um, business advisor said oh no that's not enough put another zero on it if you don't write your five you have to d- give a thousand dollars to charity and so for 365 days he wrote his thank you notes 
and um, he talked about like he was in the Cutco world, and um, he talked about one of his first sales being um, a person that ordered a few knives, and then she called back, and he was so excited, and she canceled it. But he decided to turn that around, and he wrote her a thank you note for everything, and it, the story ends that he um, actually was in college like five years later, and um, he gets a phone call from this person, and she orders every knife in the Cutco thing, okay? And she, he's like, well, tell me what's been going on. She goes, I actually was very, very sick when I ordered those, and my children were going to come and take care of me, and I didn't know if I was going to live, but your note made me feel so important and that yeah. somebody cared and I determined at that point when I got your note I held on to it that if I recover I'm gonna buy everything from him and I'm like and a thank you note a simple thank you note and he said you know I'd be on a plane and I would just write a thank you note and I'd give it to the pilot thank you so much for getting me here you know and I'm just like oh I love that whoa does but that's that relationship you know, yep. and you taking care of people. So yep. um, anyway, I was just like, he wrote, he's written a book. So I'm like, I can't wait till we get our copy and yes. read that book. So Mr. Thank you. Anyway, so isn't that awesome? Thank you. That is so cool. So what are some Gratitude of your great, matters. what's that? Gratitude matters. Gratitude matters. It does. People really appreciate you taking that extra moment and saying, hey, thank you. Um, yeah, for so. sure. Anyway, tell us about your gratitude on Facebook, actually. Oh, man. You know, um, when I started doing that, it was actually almost a year ago. Um, and it's funny that we're talking about it. I have not gone live all week. Oops. Oops. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it happens sometimes and I just let it be okay. Like, what am I going to do? It's it, it just is what it is. It's supposed to be authentic anyway. So if I just get on there and do nothing, then who's going to watch that? That's silly. Right. So anyways, I, um, it was from an event that I was at last year called live to lead. Uh -huh. And, um, I can't remember what the table conversation was, but it ultimately was, we need to determine something that we wanted to start doing every day. Mm -hmm. And I knew that doing lives was valuable. I knew that it, you know, helped Facebook likes the, um, likes it and so you SEO get SEO stuff oh, yeah, all the <laughs> so I was like okay well I need to start going live and, and I had already been going live like on our projects and stuff and now I've started going live um for some of these materials that are coming to my house like okay well let me show you this faucet you know <laughs> and um anyways but I wanted to do it personally and I had no idea what to talk about like I had no clue what to talk about but I just got into a place some I really don't know how I just got to a place where I wanted to share the things that I was navigating through and how I was looking at them or um just what my mindset was or you know whatever and I, I wanted to be real about that mm -hmm. um you know I'm not trying to give advice on one thing or another it's more it's more just the mindset of navigating through some of this stuff and um it it kind of fills me up to, to do it and to remind myself, you know, it's usually at the end of the day when I do the lives and remind myself of what I learned that day or what I realized that morning. And, um, it's nice to hear it again. And so I don't know, I, 
I really don't know. I couldn't tell you how many people watch it. I couldn't tell you anything. I just put it out there. And if it speaks to somebody, that's fabulous. And if nobody watches it, well, that's fabulous too. It's all good. Um, well, I can tell you you're being watched. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That's how we met you, Elizabeth, is yeah. via Facebook. And Karen just yeah. came to me and she said, you have got to meet Elizabeth Griever, you know, and um, she's like, she's just inspirational. And I think that I think um, also you were nominated for Women of the Year last year, yeah. which, okay, people are noticing you. <laughs> and um, did you actually, did they tell you who nominated you and how was this what is how does that whole thing happen yeah so the year campaign there's a man of the year and a woman of the year campaign for the leukemia and lymphoma society okay and so they do it in cities all across the u.s and uh, yes somebody that i networked with networked with for years uh she had done it the year prior and so she me and um ultimately you know whoever wins is whoever raises the most money but it's a 10-week fundraising, getting out there in the community, doing all these things um, to raise money for the local LLS chapter, which I really like. So LLS is, you know, a big across the country uh, organization, but we were raising money for the Gulf Coast chapter. And okay. so the money was going to these patients that were here, going to the research that's happening right here at our hospital. So it was pretty cool uh, to get to do that and just be a part of that impact. And I'm um, that's actually where a lot of my Facebook stuff started also, because I was talking about it all the time and doing all of these different <laughs> things, trying to get people involved. And um, it really pushed me outside of my comfort zone, which was super cool. So, but it was such a great honor to want to even just be nominated, True. Um, but to get the opportunity to do that. I mean, that, that, that campaign, I mean, these people are raising tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars per person. I mean, it is wow. unreal, the amount of money. And I've never been in a situation where I was raising that kind of money, you know? And so it was, it was neat to be a part of and, and really an honor for that organization to say like, you know, yes, we want you to more or less represent us. Right. I mean, <laughs> so um, it was really neat. It was a really, it was a really good experience. And I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. That is so huge. That is so huge. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I mean, talk about touching people's lives right here in, in our community. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So what is, what has been maybe the best advice you've ever been given? Um, this really has nothing to do with my business, but this is and the first fine. thing that comes to mind. So when I was a teacher mm -hmm. um, and Andy and I were married and we were looking at houses, one of the teachers that I worked with, she was a teacher and her husband worked contract work. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, Elizabeth, when you buy your house, buy one that you can live off of one person's because for years and years and years, her husband, you know, you're in and out of work, contract work, right? Like, so you have a job and then the job finishes and hopefully you have another one lined up, but you don't know, there could be some lag or whatever, but they were always okay. They were always able to stay in their home uh, because they could afford it off of her salary. And that was really powerful. And I will say that between her and Andy's 
you know, being very, Andy being very adamant about like, hey, I don't want to spend an X number of dollars. Um, ultimately, when we bought our house, we were under what we wanted to spend, but we made sure that we were able to um, uh, afford it off of one person's salary. And that has been a blessing to us seriously mm -hmm. since day one. Um, my husband used to teach and coach as well. And the year we got married, that summer when we got married, he was not going to school, he was starting a new job. He was starting a sales position and he was a new sales, I mean, he's never, you know, had never done sales before. So bottom of the totem pole, took a pay cut, things. And, uh, but we were okay. We were able to make it. it was, I mean, it was just us and our, and our Cooper. So, you know, that made it easy, at least in that regard. But we were always confident in like our situation, at least with our home, right? Like we had a place where we were okay. Yeah. And um, so he had, you know, had changed a couple times with his job, um, always a step up, which has been a huge blessing. Still, it gave him the flexibility to do that, right? There was no, oh, we have all this overhead. You can't quit. Right. Um, and then the same thing for me when it was, when I was ready to leave education, which was a few years after him, um, I was able to do so. And we were still okay in our house. Like that does not mean that like we were pretty and fine, but ultimately our basic needs were met. Right. And so it allowed right. us to be able to build a business that we wanted to, for Andy to get the career that he wanted. And I, it's really powerful. Um, and, and, and now that I'm in the business that I'm in, when you come across the people that are in a financial situation where they need to sell their house, nobody does that intentionally. Nobody, nobody wants, nobody, wants that, but life happens to all of us. And, um, when your AC breaks, which ours has broken in, um, the biggest, and there's nothing fun about that. No, and especially in August. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm doing my makeup in the car because it's so hot in the house, you know, um, you have to be able to pay for that stuff. And I think right. that's where people get in trouble is, oh, I'm approved for, I don't know, $300,000 house. Sure. I can afford the mortgage. No problem. But what about everything else? Right. right. And, um, I've just never, I've never forgotten that. Um, it has just, and I, and I've always been so, so grateful. Mm -hmm. Um, because we might not be in the house that we're in if she hadn't said that to me. And again, if Andy hadn't been very like, Hey, this is what I want to spend. I would have been like, we're fine. We can, you know, go good. And mathematically it would have been okay. But ultimately, you know, we wouldn't have, we, I, I don't know. Who knows? And so, um, I just think that I don't know. That was just one of the best things that was ever, ever said to me. And I've never forgotten it. That is good stuff that yeah. it gave you freedom. You know, it, it has given you freedom and freedom to do what you really, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you started a career. You thought, Oh, I'm going to be a teacher for the rest of my life, but God had a different plan. Um, yeah. and he's, I'm sure used a lot of the things that you've learned for teaching, but it's, everybody has this yeah. journey, you know, and, what I did yesterday may not be what I'm doing tomorrow, um, right. but we're going to learn from everything. And to have the ability to have that freedom for mm -hmm. because you're financially safe and clean is amazing. That's yep. awesome. Yep. Who's been your biggest cheerleader? My husband. Your husband. That is awesome. That is awesome. I mean, from the get-go. You know, I mean, we were both terrified when I quit my job and we both wanted 
to happen, but we, we didn't know, we didn't know, you know, but he has always encouraged me. He's always talked me through. I'll never forget when I first started, I would cry and cry and cry and cry and cry when I had to make offers to sellers. It was so uncomfortable to do it. And, you know, it was, I don't want to upset these people. I don't know. You know, it's just so weird. The only purchase was my own and the realtor made the offer, you know, <laughs> not the same thing. And, um, he would always talk through it with me and be so encouraging. And actually I remember one night, so I was, I had to make a phone call, totally cried about it. Andy talked through it and I was like, okay, I just need like a break for a second. So of course I'm like scrolling Instagram, which is ridiculous, but this quote came up and it said something like a person's success in life can be defined by the number of uncomfortable decisions he or she is willing to have. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> what I'm supposed to do, I'm supposed to have uncomfortable conversations. And to this day, I don't like them. I don't like having to have tough conversations people. It takes me time to kind of prep and think through whatever it is that we need to talk about. I'm a note taker. So sometimes I've got notes like to make sure I, you know, clock through everything, but I know it's worth it to pick up the phone and have that conversation. And, um, I think that that was something that I emotionally, uh, in the beginning, but again, like that's Andy's just always been there and he's always believed in me and anytime down or I'm not doing a good job or whatever. He's like, yes, you are like, stop even saying that kind of stuff. Like he just won't even, it's like, it's not tolerated. You know, like, how dare you say that about yourself? You're doing amazing. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that ways. He always believes in me. It's just unbelievable. I don't I know. I, I don't know. So I he's just totally love that. And you know, it's like, it's that self-talk that um, we have to really, really listen, really watch what we're listening to, you know? Yeah. Um, and we have a choice to say, no, 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 get out of here. You know, I am good. And, you know, I'm a child of God and he thinks I'm amazing. So, um, Mary, I'm but, sorry. I don't know if you can hear me, but everything's breaking up all of a sudden. Yeah. I, I've seen that you're kind of frozen right now. Is there something we can do, Jonathan? Oh, okay. It's our time. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. This has been so much fun and um, we will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like more information about Simple Elegance, you can either give us a call at 877-458-8254. That's 877-458-8254 or visit us on our website at www.simpleelegancetx.com.